Today's episode is brought to you by Shaw Business. Shaw Business offers a whole suite of smart solutions like smart Wi-Fi. With dedicated networks for you and your guests, smart Wi-Fi keeps everyone's connection separate, safe, and secure. And it reaches all corners of your business. So whether you're at your desk or in a meeting room, you're still connected and ready for business. Smart Wi-Fi is one way that Shaw Business is powering the entrepreneur. It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today we're talking to Kenny Wong, and I love it because he's a self-proclaimed friendliest builder in the Lower Mainland. He's also co-director of PHW Homes, a family-run business focusing on the designing and building of residential custom homes. Following his client-focused experience while working at eBay, he joined the family business 10 years ago, inspired to learn with a desire to change the common perceptions of contractors within the home building society. Since then, PHW Homes has grown substantially, has been featured in the Globe and Mail and Global News. The company prides themselves on the client experience and has been awarded best of house client satisfaction and one is, is one of Google's top three rated home building contractors in Burnaby. Additionally, as a newly discovered health and fitness buff, Kenny is also one of the owners of Oxygen Yoga and Fitness in Yaletown. So welcome, Kenny. Hello, Angie. Thank you so much for having me. I super appreciate it. <laughs> super excited to have you here. So, I mean, there's a lot going on for you. Obviously, we, you know, I, I love the entrepreneurial journey when you tend to have one business and then you start another business based on your passions and another one. But can you give us a sense of your entrepreneurial journey? How did you get here? Um, yeah, so I, I started off with eBay. eBay closed down over 10 years ago. Suddenly, uh, I was looking kind of what to do, where to go. Um, my dad uh, had a company already in place uh, and he's kind of the old school style, started a business <laughs> for himself 35 years ago, um, just working with a few clients at a time, doing a little bit of home building. So when I was kind of searching for what was next, uh, my dad always wanted me to work with him, but never really, like no, no pressure to do so. But I just saw the opportunity there to kind of help a company grow uh, and kind of tap into all the different aspects and bring kind of like the young and the old um, together. So yeah, so basically 10 years ago, joined up with the company, started doing all the branding for it, marketing, basically when you're doing the entrepreneurial life, doing basically everything, putting on all the hats, <laughs> um, and trying to kind of navigate through that while working with the family business. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, the growth of the company has been, been amazing. Yeah, more so recently within the last year, uh, trying to diversify, started with Oxygen Yoga in Yale Town, which has been a lot of fun. So like I said, it's a little bit of a passion project, but also kind of like diversifying the knowledge uh, within the entrepreneurial realm. So Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what does PHW stand for? Uh, it's my dad's name. So it's, it's Bohok Wong, which is his Chinese name. Okay. Uh, wanted to kind of build on his legacy a little bit since he kind of started it all. So. Okay, you're 10 years in. Give us one soundbite of what it's like to work with it with your dad. Ooh, um, 
you know what? I, I'm I'm really lucky. Uh, I'm very very lucky that uh, it's you know there's there's that kind of family realm with working with the dad. And a lot of times when you're working with the dad, there's you know anytime I've talked to people working within families, there's you know it's it's a struggle with trying to get ideas through. Uh, I'm very lucky in the sense that my dad has been very open. He knows I have a, a, a vision for the company. He knows I want nice. to build the company in a very specific way, uh, and he's super open. So if I if I suggest something, I can basically implement it. Uh, I'll throw the idea out to him, and you know he'll let me run with it. So I've been really really lucky on that end to have uh, a dad that I work with that is very very open to any ideas and just kind of lets me run with it because he trusts Ooh. me. So love you, dad. Love you, dad. <laughs> Hey, listen, oh, come, on. There's lot, lot, come on, there's lots of custom home builders out there, right? So yes. what makes PHW newsworthy to be featured in the Globe and Mail and, and Global News? What, what's happening with you guys? I think, uh, like, well, one of our biggest, uh, what I attribute to our success is basically, I, I think we fill a gap in the market that doesn't really exist right now. Everyone has a horror story about a contractor. Uh, everyone's been through an experience that hasn't gone so well for them. And I feel that the reasoning behind that is it, there's a lot of older generation builders. You know, they eat, sleep, and breathe building. And oh, that's all they know. Uh, with Western clientele or, you know, Vancouverites, we're pretty spoiled. Like we want to know when things are happening, why things are happening, the benefits of different things, how they can basically get the most value out of their build. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have like these large, large companies, huge overhead costs, and everything's very, very expensive. So the affordability of these companies to be able to get that, uh, that value is just unobtainable for a lot of young families. So we kind of fill the gap. We run a very, very lean team, but we create that kind of like family-run experience. So we have chat groups open with every single one of our clients um, to kind of walk them through the process, give them weekly updates on things that are happening, meet on site to give feedback on different things. So we work very, very closely with our clients to kind of provide the value of like the two sides of the spectrum to kind of bring them both together. So I think we do that very, very well because my background with eBay is all customer and client focused, right? So a yeah. nice little kind of twist on the typical industry where it's all like it's very kind of contractor focused. But whereas for me, when I kind of started joining the company, I, I brought in client focus as the main primary mm-hmm. uh, and then started to build the experience and learn about the company from there. So, And yeah. uh, so the, the customers that you serve, how would you describe them? Uh, most of them younger families. We love working with uh, younger, younger families. Most of the people that we work with, uh, a lot of them are building a multi-generational. So their families might have a lot in place already, uh, aging families or aging parents. They know that they're going to get a lot anyways when they're planning to do the build. Um, so they figure, why did not do it now? So the, the thing is that the parents might own the property or own the land. It's an older house uh, that you know, the parents are having to start to maintain. Um, build costs. To build a house in the Laneway House, a lot of people don't realize it's probably about the cost of buying or even less than a two-bedroom apartment in an Olympic village. So rather than buying that, they can build a house. They can build a laneway house, which is a little mini house at the back of the lot. Uh, they have a full suite for their parents who can kind of live there. So it's like a great opportunity to kind of have rental income, but have a way bigger space to, to kind of live in, again, if their parents have a lot or if their family has a lot available. Okay, cool. So one of the things that our listeners always want to hear is um, what what do you see as a disruptive trend in the custom home building sector? A disruptive trend. I feel like the disruptive trend or what, what kind of creates the most issues within the industry is the 
amount of weight that people place on to just pure cost. I understand that's a huge factor uh, when looking to hire someone uh, to do your build. Again, budgeting is a huge, huge thing. But when it comes down to uh, shopping for a custom home builder, um, a lot of times people aren't educating themselves enough to do that shopping correctly. So there's like comparing apples to apples, right? So when you're shopping for a home builder, a lot of times someone will give a much lower cost and they assume that that cost attributes to the exact same type of build. It gets people caught. And that's why I've been doing so much education with kind of videos online and stuff like that to make sure people are equipped with the right amount of information and finding someone with the best value. Uh, because a lot of times people get caught and, you know, you see so many homes, especially in Vancouver, that are, are stopped in the process because... Um, they run out of money? They thought they, they budgeted for a specific amount for the build and that was exactly what they had. Um, but the build can be completed for that price. So... Um, just being super transparent with our clients and even, even our initial meetings with our clients is just education and making sure that the right amount of information to, to, to make to hire the right builder. Well, it's interesting you say that because I just came back from a big uh, conference in Toronto, the Collision Conference, and one of the, um, the kind of trends that was talked about there was how much more educated the consumer is at the point of purchase, right? So, you know, it sounds like you're kind of tackling that by providing education and it's good to know. Is that kind of stuff available on your website? Yes. Uh, so we okay, have cool. videos on the website. We have a mm -hmm. YouTube channel as well. And it's, it's everything that you'll need to basically help you shop for a home build, uh, the different yep. tips on shopping for a home builder, the common mistakes for a home build. Uh, just the education piece is so, so important to us. Kenny, honestly, from a, from a consumer's point of view, how do you, get through all of the infinity of information that's on the internet to slice through and, you know, have confidence, I guess, that, you know, that you're, you're shopping with information that's real, you know, that, that build information when you're budgeting and, and it, to avoid the blowout. Man, there's, there's, there's so much information out there. The education piece comes down to like a few different things. So like when I went, when I sit down with the clients, uh, I talk to them about the kind of the timelines, but one of the most important right. things is exactly what we include. Uh, I give them pieces around like making sure that they have a very, very solid contract in place down to the materials that are used and, and exactly what's included. Uh, I try to be that person that provides them more information than anyone else. Like I love being the first person that does the, the interview. I love being the last person that does the interview because I always try to provide the most amount of information to make sure that they're as educated as possible. Like I said, one of the big things that's lacking in the industry right now is just the amount of information that people are providing. Uh, and if right. you're not equipped with the right amount of questions. So even on the YouTube videos, I always link the, the questions to ask your contractor uh, to make sure that they're, they're safe uh, or making the, or basically providing the right amount of information because people dictate or people love dictating the information that they provide to you. And if you, most people, that's going to be their only build that they're ever going to do. And how would you know what to ask if this is your first time doing it? And people take advantage of that. They just provide you the information, say everything's included uh, when it's not, right? Right, so. exactly. Now back to you a little bit, because I know people, you know, they want to know a little bit more about you, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh, what's the best piece of advice I've ever received? Um, one, of the, one of my favorite pieces of advice, especially for, for entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, people starting a business is... I'll give two uh, because I like to talk about these. Things. Um, 
is is patience. Um, I think Gary Vee always says that he's one of my, uh, like I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that as well. And I love his podcast, highly recommend it. Um, but he always says patience is one of the top things. Mm. Um, and there's always a natural tendency to feel like you're in a rush or, you know, you mm. know, you don't have enough time. Uh, but if you really put your head down and grind and you work hard and you try to stay open to, to, to learning and changing uh, patience, uh, is a huge, huge way to, to kind of stay focused because it'll get there and it'll, it'll happen. Uh, but just be patient. Don't try to rush things. So if you could pick one to two words to describe yourself, would one of those be patience or can you pick one or two other words? Ooh, um, well, I, the the other piece of advice I think it just drives me more, or I'm I'm trying to work on a lot more, is just to be kind to yourself. Uh, again, the natural tendency as entrepreneurs is you're so hard on yourself. There's so much out there with social media, and there's so much out there with you think everyone's doing way better than you are, uh, just based on what they post. You think that everyone's doing awesome, but there is a common common struggle with all entrepreneurs in life and everything. Uh, that you just want to be so hard on yourself, but just be kind to yourself. Uh, you know, what? like I said, just if you have patience and you stay focused, good things will come. There's nothing good with just being hard on yourself. You know, <laughs> stay light, stay happy, and just and work hard. Top two or three things on your personal or professional bucket list for this for the next say twelve months. Ooh, um, hiring more people within the company. That's one of our. Our goals, we, well, I just had an interview actually with someone before this meeting, uh, but we want to hire more people uh, within the company to focus more on our strengths. Uh, I think we're, we're really trying to hone in on what we're good at uh, and hiring people to help us with the things that we're not so good at. So just kind of building and developing the company and hiring external people. So right now, fully family-run company. Uh, we have an admin assistant that's virtual uh, right now that's outside, but trying to hire more experts within specific realms that for things to kind of fill the gaps on the things that we're not so good at and passing off those hats. And you're a fitness buff. Anything on your bucket list from that respect? Ooh, a friend just re recently traveled in and uh, did the hike for the Machu Picchu. Um, so that's one of those things. And <laughs> this year I want to try to do a, a full triathlon. So I did a sprint triathlon this year for the first time. Uh, and I want to try to do the, the full one for next year. So kind awesome. of training for that and, and actually preparing for that. Well, and, uh, you know, the workplace is changing so dramatically these days. Let's get a sense of kind of how you work. What, what, what's a typical workday routine for you? Uh, typical workday routine. Um, so every, every morning I start off with a, with a morning workout. I, I go to Oxygen Yoga at, at 6.15 or I go to SoulCycle Spin at 7. I, I kind of have to start my days off with a workout just to kind of like get everything moving, get everything going. It's become my routine. After that, I probably sit in the car for about an hour catching up with all my messages. Um, WhatsApp is probably the primary form of communication and phone calls on some Zoom meetings. But usually in the next hour after I get out of yoga while I'm unwinding is like messaging, updating clients, checking in on messages, checking with my, uh, you know, my sister, uh, my dad and my brother-in-law who are in the company, seeing what they need, uh, what things I need, kind of need to do for the day and kind of preparing my day. And the rest is kind of either on the computer, coffee, popping into coffee shops because we're very mobile, hopping onto sites, meeting with clients, meeting with contractors, pretty much driving in, in coffee shops is is it's my home. And what's the geographic area of where you work? Like mostly Greater Vancouver? Yeah. So we have projects right now in Coquitlam, New West, Burnaby, Richmond, and Vancouver. 
but primarily, I'd say 80% of our jobs are kind of in, in the Vancouver region. Well, let's talk a little bit about where you work. Um, so you're doing most of your business in the lower mainland of Vancouver. What do you feel are the benefits of doing business in British Columbia? One of the biggest benefits of, of doing business in Vancouver, I, I feel that people appreciate value. Uh, value of communication, value of clarity, value of transparency, and I think value of innovation and trying to do things a little bit differently. We, we really appreciate um, the best value possible. I really, mm-hmm. really appreciate communication. So as an entrepreneur in, in Vancouver, if you have a good sense of communication and updating, uh, especially within the construction industry, it'll take you mm-hmm. such a long way. Gotcha. What about challenges? Top challenges of doing, uh, doing business here? Uh, it's probably a similar thing. It's that the, the <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's like I said, communication, if you have that uh, and dealing with people and appreciating value, it's, it, it's a great thing of doing business if you're running your business in such a way that you can provide that value. Uh, the, the negative side is also the amount of communication that people need sometimes while running a business and, right. growing a business and having to kind of keep them updated um, and kind of trying to make sure you kind of set those boundaries of clients messaging me in the morning uh, down to like midnight, after midnight, weekends, anytime. Uh, and I keep, that, I keep that open to them because that's the type of communication almost that's needed, but almost to a fault in the sense that if, like I said, whereas our company's growing uh, and being able to provide that service of communication on that high level, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Uh, and, you know, those needs need to be met on a regular basis to be able to sustain and build your company in the way that we're kind of seeing it. So cool. getting more help is, is helping us do that. So how about, um, I mean, you're, are you born and bred in, uh, in Vancouver area? I, I am, yeah. Uh, born and raised in Burnaby. Okay, cool. Uh, so. Well, and you have lots of, obviously, knowledge about, about Vancouver. So if you were talking to new entrepreneurs, and particularly, let's stick to the construction industry or the building industry. Knowing what you know now, because you've got a lot of uh, knowledge, what are two or three resources that people could tap into that you think are the best value for their time? Whether it's an event, a uh, networking group, or maybe a, a public organization, what would be two or your top two or three essential resources? Ooh, um, so starting off uh, when I first uh, started uh, kind of within the business, uh, thing that something that helped me out a lot was BNI, so Business Networking International. Okay. And you've, I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, there's groups all over the Lower Mainland, so I joined a specific group in Burnaby called BNI Destiny. Man, like not knowing so much about business, but jumping into the networking realm where there's accountability. You meet with a group every single week. Um, you talk with young, growing entrepreneurs. You help support each other through your businesses. Uh, it was it was such a great way to, at, at the very least, kind of think about or focus on your business in some way once a week. You meet with people. You have to talk about your business uh, and why that, that business is better than maybe other people or why people should refer business mm-hmm. to you. And even if you're not ready for it, or even if you don't think that you're prepared, I, I, I always tell people, jump right in there. There's invaluable experience in joining a networking group where you yep. meet with that same, those same people every week and you're accountable to them. Um, so that's one. Two is uh, podcasts. I'm a huge podcast junkie. The amount of information out there uh, where people are talking about their businesses, their struggles, their learnings is 
like, and, and I'm sure that's why you guys kind of got into the podcast realm because there's mm-hmm. so many people looking for information and also how they can get out of ruts or how they can, you know, push themselves to the next level. Um, so there's, there's so many podcasts out there that I, that I love. You mentioned one earlier in the interview, Kenny, what, what was the one? Can you bring it back to us? Uh, Gary V. So Gary, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. He, I, I love him because he's a, a no BS type uh, personality. Uh, he'll tell you things how they, how they are. And he's kind of very, very kind of like opposite mindset from what a lot of other kind of podcasts talk about. Yeah. Uh, you, I, I highly recommend it kind of go in business because it's kind of like, you know, it's, there's no coddling. It's basically like, Hey, you got to put in the work. It's he's telling it how it is, and he does it in such an interesting way that you either love him or you hate him. I tend to love the real talk, so he's he's amazing. Let's have some fun with some rapid fire questions. So the <laughs> idea is we're gonna our listeners are gonna be writing some cool things down that you're saying, but um, cool. and some of them will be resources, and some of them will just be ideas or inspiration. But uh, so first of all, what's keeping you up right now? What's keeping me up right now? Um, Whenever a client is not happy about anything, I, I take it very personally, not against them, but against myself. So uh, I, I'm like, when I say be kind to myself, that's something I have to remind myself every day. Uh, but it's something that keeps me up at night. If I, I'm always trying to think about ways to better service my clients. I know that sounds almost like a little bit cheesy, but I really, really care. Uh, so when someone's not happy, I, I want to try to find a way to make it better and make it work. Is there a book uh, that has been impactful for you that you can recommend to others? Uh, I'm horrible at uh, finding the time to do specific reading, but I listen to audiobooks. Um, audiobook resource. Uh, one of the books that I read uh, that I liked a lot is The Four Pillars, or oh, The Four Agreements, sorry, with Don uh, Miguel Ruiz awesome, awesome book. It, it's a very kind of like life self-help book, but it, it talks about uh, one of the biggest things is being impeccable with your word is one of the pillars. Um, basically being completely honest, completely transparent with everything that you say when you say you're going to do something, do it. So. Now, outside of your home of Vancouver, what's your favorite place in Canada and why? My favorite place in Canada? Uh, uh, besides Vancouver, I love uh, Montreal. Uh, I was there recently. I've been there a couple of times. Uh, I love the people there. I love the culture. Old Montreal is such a cool place. It feels like you're in Europe, essentially. So if anyone hasn't gone to Montreal, the food's amazing. If you like poutine, the birthplace of poutine, uh, <laughs> highly, highly recommend it. And there's a 24-hour poutine place. Totally important. And, uh, and let's go back, bring it back to Vancouver. What's your favorite spot to uh, recharge or uh, be inspired in Vancouver? Recharge or be inspired in Vancouver. Uh, you know what? To be completely honest, my my morning workouts are my best place to kind of recharge. Like I said, like oxygen yoga is basically, and it's not like a plug. I actually I worked out there beforehand, but it's <laughs> it's like boot camp in an infrared sauna, and then you have Soul Cycle, which is basically dancing on a bike. But you know, there's there's so much learning, there's so much clarity in a place where you are struggling to survive to the end of class there you you have to get out of your own head you're the most present in those specific places and i I feel i'm the most productive uh, directly after a class so that that is kind of my my church who is your most influential mentor my most influential mentor uh would probably be my dad just kind of like with like I said, the, what a lot of people see kind of out there with any entrepreneurials that are already doing well, they don't kind of see the struggle 
of life and, you know, with, with my dad and kind of everything that happened throughout her life, um, I saw him struggle and I saw how hard he worked for the family and kind of developing through that and persevering through that just to support and kind of help out the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stuck with me. So uh, that work ethic, that drive, that need to, to succeed no matter what um, was probably one of the biggest takeaways from yeah, in my relationship with my dad. On your desk or on your wall, do you have a motivational quote that you kind of have as a bit of a mantra? I don't, I don't have any kind of quotes. Now. <laughs> I, I, I post a daily quote actually on my social. Ah, okay. Uh, huge, Good to know. Like, so my, my personal, I, I post a daily quote. If I don't post it, people usually harass me afterwards. They're like, where's your daily quote? Um, but uh, a quote that I, I really, really uh, like is it's, you know what? Don't fake it till you make it. Face it till you make it. You know, there's a natural tendency for everyone to feel like they have to fake it, but realistically, it's 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 going to be a struggle either, either way. Let's just, <laughs> just go for it, face it, deal with it, and learn from it, uh, and and fail, fail forward. Just fail continue. Forward. To Absolutely, continue to fail uh, is the best way of learning. There's a perception around failing being negative, but man, the amount of learning that you have from just pushing forward. Um, not everyone's not going to succeed a hundred percent of the time. Right. So learning to, to fall gracefully, basically. Awesome. Hey, um, a little bit of fun now, if you, uh, you know, in this Uber connected world, right. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you had the opposite experience and we sky dropped you into a remote Island, where you had no internet connectivity. You did have a cell phone with enough power to like, you know, last for a, a one phone call to get you off the Island. Um, how long would you last on this, unconnected uh remote island and what would you do there wow um do i have like i so I, there's only i only have a there's only a payphone there right so i can't take pictures or post on social <laughs> yeah, exactly only uh, enough charge for that one phone call there yeah that's right that. one <laughs> phone call um i you know i'm like i'm a closet introvert as much as people think like i, I am an extra like I, i'm more of like an andy um, so I, I like being in a, a, a space kind of by myself sometimes and just kind of really allow myself to, to kind of recharge and experience the space. How long I would last there? I could last a while, but I, I, I you know, sitting within my own thoughts is a dangerous place sometimes. So I'll probably <laughs> save a, a week or two in that space. That's pretty good. I'll, allow myself to explore. Like I, yeah. I really, like I would love to, like again, I, I love telling stories. I'm a storyteller. So more so getting the best value possible best value possible out of that island just exploring and uh, taking cool. a look at the space and seeing what it has to kind of offer if there's a cool waterfall if there's a great place to swim if there's a cool thing to climb uh, I'd want to try to do that and you know and then I'd be like okay I think I've, I've tapped into this space enough that I can I can go home now <laughs> perfect yeah listen Kenny um, it's been fabulous talking to you how can uh, how can listeners what's the best way to get a hold of you post podcast? Um, so we have uh, a company social PHW Homes on on Instagram. Uh, I think it's PHW Homes, PHW Homes Inc. on Instagram. Uh, personal Kendo six hundred four. If you kind of want to follow me there, that's a cool place to to kind of link up. But uh, from a business perspective, that's that's where we go. Uh, website is www.phw-homes.com, and you can find our, our YouTube channel on there as well. Want to thank again Kenny Wong for joining us here from Vancouver, and until next time. Thanks so much. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. 
connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.